to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Stark. Join me as I get to know folks in this community. They could be designers or streamers, podcasters, YouTubers, publishers, whatever. Really anything with a nerd at the end of its title is welcome here on the board game community show. Show, show. Welcome back to the board game community show. Today I am rejoined by Fabrizio Leoti. How you doing? Hey, man. Thank you so much, Riley, for having me again. It's a big pleasure to be here again. Hi. Oh, this is your third time. I was about to say, I'm glad to have you back for the second time, but no, this is third. Yeah, that's the third time, actually. Yes, yes. Yeah. Too long, it feels like, honestly. I Yeah, Fabrizio is just an amazing person. I This guy is awesome. Uh, and <laughs> the game he's working on is uh, Hyper Wars, which looks incredible. It looks even better now than it did Last year, uh, you know, we he had a Kickstarter. In case you don't know, he had a Kickstarter last year, didn't succeed. Uh, you canceled it right before it ended. Yes, I canceled like uh, halfway through the the campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then over the last year, you've reworked it and are getting ready. I mean, we'll just start right now and just say like the Kickstarter is launching again on October twenty seventh. Correct. Yes. Perfect. Exactly. So, not, yeah. I don't have a great memory. I'm glad I got that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're listening to this and you you haven't uh, uh, listened to the other show I was the other episode I was in before, it was exactly about this thing, like uh, when the campaign uh, was not uh, successful, and then we have a great discussion uh, about the 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 outcomes, the learnings, everything. So. If you are on that spot trying to launch your first campaign, just go there and listen to it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to people all the time who are running a campaign and either it's not working or who are getting ready. It's just like, okay, well, it's like I listen to this. I promise you'll get something out of it. Um, yeah, which I, I loved that conversation. I wish we had even more time on it. Like that was a longer episode, too. But I felt like we probably could have gone for like days. We could we. <laughs> The whole series, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you could dedicate a podcast to that. <laughs> so, uh, but before we dive into all the gaming aspects, let's uh, let's catch up a little. How are the cats? So they're great. Yeah. So uh, they're still very fluffy. Uh, one of them, if you remember from previous episodes, I, I had six cats. Uh, one of them, unfortunately, passed away this year in oh, uh, April. It was our uh, um, oldest one. So, but she, I mean, she had a long life and uh, was very happy for sure. So, yeah, it was just her, her time, I, I believe. So, yeah. So it's, uh, but they are, all, the others are all great. They are always so fluffy and so cute. I, I, <laughs> I have to keep this door closed. Otherwise, they're going to like flood the place and I can't do anything else. But Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was just outside before we started and my we got a new kitten like two months ago and he was so excited i was out of my office like he was playing and jumping around me and i'm like i'm sorry i gotta go back like i can't yeah, let you yeah. in the office you'll just jump on the desk and knock things over and play exactly. want to play the entire interview and uh, but sometimes you can hear him like sometimes he'll start meowing and but yeah. We talked about this, and this was like our uh, our ridiculous theme too. Was the the litter thing? I you know we yeah exactly. I still remember the game we we talked about that time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it's like even going from two to three cats is such a big difference on the litter. Like I used to have to change my litter like every three days or so. You know, like that was when I like needed to clean it. But now it's like really every day i day and a half maybe i need yes, to like yes. touch it up yeah they're like uh, big poop machines to be honest so <laughs> i know <laughs> uh, so but uh, okay other than that kombucha how's the kombucha going oh i haven't been uh, cooking kombucha for for such a long time now but i'm still of course oh. taking care of my uh, my uh, colony because it's still there and waiting for me like uh, patiently 
Uh, but I have uh, I have tried uh, baking bread this uh, this Ooh. last year. So yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's not as fun as kombucha, I would say, but still very cool. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? Do you do like sourdough? Because doesn't that, yeah, that yeah, uses I, bacteria too? Yeah, I, I'm 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 trying that as well. Yes. Do you can you use this is <laughs> this seems weird. Can you use that same bacteria at all? Like, can you use no, not at all. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I don't think it would work. I don't think so, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I was like, there's no way, but could you? <laughs> yeah. But, but that's an interesting question. I haven't looked it up, to to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you just have, like, jars of bacteria in your house, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's it, yeah. Well, what about, what, how's the bread thing going, though? So, yeah, I've done sometimes. I'm not doing it, like, a... Right now, like in the past, like month or two, but it's it's doing good. I mean, it's a it's a very fun activity as well. Not to talk uh, how, how good it is to eat it, right? So uh, there's no way to to do it and not want to eat all the time. So it's uh, <laughs> it, it's something you need to take care of as well because otherwise you're just gonna eat bread all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would absolutely love that. I, I see those, you know. There's like a board game baker. Oh man, of course I'm spacing names right now, and I'm I apologize if you listen. Uh, but um, you know, there's the people who make like board game components into uh, a cookie or cupcakes uh-huh. or cakes and stuff, and I always see that, and I'm like, that would be so fun. But I would eat all of it. Like I I would not share any of that. You That's know? for sure. You know, you know I had this uh, very old idea. I, I had I don't know many years ago that if you would be like interesting to make an edible board game so uh, something like that you kind of bake the the components and then you play it you read them and then next time you bake them again and then you play and read them again or something like that if this could be yeah yeah that's good yeah you could even have like the molds right like that's what you're selling yeah, the exactly. box is like you sell the exactly. molds and everything oh that'd be yeah. cool that's what it come on the, on the box so all the the molds like the i don't know this is your worker and then it's a meeple and then you can just do like uh, some meeple cookies or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. i almost even think of like uh like if you were doing man we're already getting into ridiculous theme here <laughs> <laughs> but like you know if you had a a muffin type thing that was shaped as a or a cookie shaped as a person then of course like oh they just took some damage so you have to bite off an arm yes. oh. Oh, that would be amazing yes yes, yes. that would be great <laughs> like you your health is how much of your cookie is left <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i think it's a good idea to make an edible board game I don't know. <laughs> that is genius i I, yeah, <laughs> I love that uh what else have you been up to what, what have you been playing so um, let's see. I've been playing a lot of um, Root. You know, I'm a huge fan of Root. I think it's one of the the best games ever. So it's nice. really really good. But lately, I got into some uh, solo games as well. Uh, I found about one. Ah, what's the name? Um, it's uh, Scape the Labyrinth, or no? It's Maze Scape. Uh, it's a very small game. It's a single player. I mean, you can play in two players, of course, but then it's cooperative. And it's basically yeah. one single uh, sheet of paper that you it starts folded, completely folded like a booklet or something. And then in every face of those folds, there are ways, like a labyrinth, a maze of sort. And then you can use either uh, a pen or a meeple or a cube to represent your character. And you just move through these lines in this uh, maze. And the only rule is you can fold or unfold the, the leaflet in only in the position it was folded in, in principle. Uh, and you can fold and unfold fold whenever your character is not on the, the face you want to fold or unfold. And then you need to find the exit. Basically, there is some place in the exit, uh, in, the, in the leaflet that has a, um, an, an exit. And you need to go through the, the labyrinth and go forth and come back and then fold again and unfold. And so it's super interesting, super cool. They have even like uh, advanced settings, like uh, you need to go through all the, um, I don't know, chests or through all the torps 
in the labyrinth before before going to the, the exit, for example. So you need to traverse the the labyrinth many times, and like it's super super cool. That sounds fascinating. I like yeah. the name sounded familiar, but as you described it, I'm like I don't actually think I've looked at it. So. Yeah, it's called Maze Escape. It's just one word, like. It puts together maze and scape, so maze escape all together, and fun. It's, uh, it's super fun, super fun. That is awesome. Other other games you've been playing? Yeah, on the same uh, note, another uh, single player game I've been playing is one from uh, Kinesia. It's um, what's the name? Brains Japanese Garden. I think it's uh, yeah, that's the name. Brains Japanese Garden, and okay. it's also a single player game. You play. Uh, you have like tiles that shows um, paths on a Japanese garden, and the board or boards because you have many different uh, ones like going uh, up on difficulty level, and basically you can put this board on the table, and the board tells you some stuff like through symbols that okay this path has to contain one of those type of houses, and this path needs to cross three different. Uh, tiles, for example, and then you need to choose from those seven or eight tiles, uh, uh, front and back, uh, how to position them to complete the puzzle. So that's the so that's the thing. I, I'm doing this because I'm, I'm trying to design a puzzle game, and oh, it's super nice. hard. It's super hard. Uh, you need to be so smart to, to do it. I'm not not, not nearly as smart as uh, as I need to make a, a puzzle. It's very very hard. So uh, I'm trying to get some inspiration and so on. Yeah. I always think, you know, people always show that video and say like board game design where it has the the girl watching somebody do like the circle into the circle shape. And there's like, you know, all the different shapes on there. And then they take the square and they're about to put it in the square one. And then they go over to the circle one and they put it in the <laughs> circle shape or whatever. Maybe it's the opposite, the square shape, whatever it is, you know, like. And that's like how design can feel sometimes, but then even more so with like a puzzle game where like you like there's there's ways you could totally kill the puzzle and there's ways that like you just there's no way you could have predicted that. And so when you're playtesting it, yeah, it just seems like a whole nother level to like an already complicated process. Yeah, I I read something about uh, designing uh, puzzle video games. And the, the, the author says something that I found very interesting, that is start from the end, like uh, start with the solved puzzle. So you have this solved puzzle, how I like decouple stuff in order to make it challenging to put it back again. So uh, I, I think it's a, in general, good idea. Uh, I don't think it works for the type of puzzle I'm trying to do, but still, um, yeah, it still sounds like a, a good idea. What yeah. about you? What have you been playing? Oh, so much. My wife and I went to a cabin the other weekend, just the two of us, no cell service, no internet. So mainly all we could do was play games. Uh, And so we played a lot of games. Like I played the new Locket game, uh, Red Raven game, uh, Now or Never, which is Uh really good. Like, man, and that's one of those things where I look at mechanics, uh, like it's a huge rule book, took me like, probably 45 minutes to like get through the whole rules, set up the game, maybe an hour. And then I started playing it and I was so intimidated because it's just like, Oh, there's so many like small little rules. But once you start playing, it's like, this makes sense. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. It's like, of course I would do it this way because like, cause that makes sense thematically. And I, I think that's one of the genius things. Like so many designers like Ryan Lockett do is they just, they make the the game just makes sense. Like nice. yes, we have, you, have a lot of rules, but have you played some of the other games from the the same like uh, near and far, above and below? Oh know. yeah, yeah. Actually, I started with above. Yeah, right. They're right behind. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put them there consciously because they're some of my favorite. They're probably my favorite games. Uh, yeah, near and far is one of my favorite games. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I love it. And I would, sadly, I would still say Near and Far beats Now or Never. Uh, I, I, you know, of course I want the new one to be better and everything, but Near and Far, it just like hits it so perfectly. That game will probably be in my top five yeah. or ten. I don't know. I haven't done yeah. my top. It's an amazing game. Yes. Yeah. And with the, have you played with like the Amber Mines expansion? Uh-huh. No, I haven't. 
oh that one makes the game even better like especially if you like co-op it adds co-op but it also it makes it like a better solo experience and it makes uh it it makes like the mine part better it's just it's everything it does improves an already awesome game it's it's incredible so if you yeah if you're ever uh looking for an expansion that's that's a good one to get um yeah yeah, there are lots of other games too, but I think that one was kind of the highlight for me. Before we get into Hyper Wars, if you're cool with it, I want to talk about the UK Games Expo. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about it, yes. Yeah, you went, you you took your game there, you met with other designers. Uh, give us give us that highlights reel. Nice. So uh, it's very important to highlight that UKGE is probably my, my favorite uh, convention. Uh, I mean... Of all of them, for sure, I really like it. I've been there before, like in 2019, as a as a visitor and also play testing. I actually play testing Hyperboard. It was one of the first uh, uh, conventions I took it to uh, back there. And then I came back this year, and it was the first time for me as a company, as an exhibitor. So oh, that's I went cool. There with my own booth. So this was really cool, really, really amazing. So the experience was super nice. I was we had one of those uh, what they call it, starter starter booths. I think uh, it's three by two meters, so not super big, but you can fit like two tables there. And I I was thinking, okay, maybe I can have two copies of Hyper Wars and then uh, play them in both tables. Or we are making a new game as well, and uh, okay, maybe we can play test a little bit the other game. So yeah, that could be nice. But then when it got there, I never realized that the the I, I ordered a round table and a square table or a rectangular table, and the round table was massively big. I, I, I didn't expect this, that table to be that big. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna run Hyper Wars on this because I love to play Hyper Wars on a round table. Because since the cards like go around when you play the oh play, yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to make like the the environment all uh, round as well. So we decided to do this. Uh, we only had enough chairs for one table, and this was also good because I wanted people to play Hyper Wars standing. Because I mean, it's a five minutes game in the end, and like everybody's super hyped when they play, and so it was super nice. So I was expecting some some hype around uh, Hyper Wars, and I couldn't really expect what happened there. It was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, I haven't stopped playing the game the whole three days. It was super crazy. Everyone play, and like I had people like laughing and screaming and shouting and at the, the, the booth, and this is super nice because it, it, it draws a lot of attention, right? People are passing by and just seeing people like, standing right next to a table and like screaming and trying to do stuff very quickly and so on. So everybody was very hyped and it was super nice. I was at the time, of course, I wasn't having the Kickstarter uh, campaign yet. So I was basically trying to collect more emails for my, uh, my email list. And on that, I succeeded a lot. So it was really cool. Oh, that is awesome. So, uh, but one of my biggest surprises was actually the other game because we took a very rough prototype to <laughs> UKG, very rough. I mean, some parts of the game I had printed on a A4 paper sheet and it was, it was like that. So, and no one seemed to really care because uh, the game was good. So we got a lot of people playing as well. I wasn't expecting, I was expecting to play test that game like maybe on the last day in the afternoon, it was Sunday. So... Yeah, maybe it would be enough. But we decided to put it on the table on Friday since we had two tables. Uh, and we never stopped playing as well. So it was really cool, really good. So wow. it, of course, it's a completely different game. It's a resource management uh, game with a, a touch of economic game as well. So uh, it's... Yep. Can uh, you share what it is? Do you like... Uh, or do you what, know, are you not ready to talk about it yet? What, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's the theme? What's the like? Uh, uh, yeah. What, how do you play, sorta? Okay, I, I, I don't want just to talk too much at this point, but uh, I can I can share some stuff. It's a it's yeah. a modern uh, theme, of course. Uh, it is a as I said, a resource management game, but we didn't want anything like I don't know. I'm dealing with uh, 
rock and metal and uh, wheat or something like this. So we decided to make more modern. So it takes place like in, on, on Earth and it's uh, like a global game, a sort of global game. You're taking like resources all over the globe and stuff like this. And you were basically uh, playing as, a, as the CEO of a startup. So you were, that's what you're doing. And so the game is uh, highly economic and has a lot of um, different ways to make uh, your evaluation points because we don't call it victory points in this case because basically you are you're trying to also get your as a startup of course you need uh, um, money to do what you what you want and then you have investors so you are trying to actually uh, make your investors happy to improve your evaluation so uh, that's uh, one of the things you're doing in the game that sounds awesome. Yeah, that, yeah that's, it, it is. Uh, and it's a good you, tease. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to play, Riley, I can uh, invite you because I have it ported to uh, Tabletop Simulator. So maybe. Oh, awesome! Yeah. yeah, I uh, I have a rule about Tabletop Simulator because of the anti-trans stuff, but yeah, I will yes, play yes. friends' games, uh, and that's the only time I will use it. So I will definitely take you up on that. Awesome. Uh, yes. So, because I, yeah, I like, I really wanted to do uh, Hyper Wars, and I know you had that on, you know, Tabletop Simulator, but yeah. it, it's a game, it's it's a dexterity game. Like, you, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. it's hard to do anything dexterity there. Um, so, I'm just like, you know what? I'll wait until I, I can play it in person. Like, so. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I hope it will uh, very soon. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just send me a. I know I don't really do reviews. Send me a review copy, man. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but that's cool. Did you get a with the UK Games Expo? Did you get to go around at all? Did you? Uh, it sounds like it was pretty busy. But did you have little breaks where you could look at other booths, go maybe play another game or something? Yeah, I, I uh, actually I was very busy, but uh, we had a, a team this time, so I didn't go by myself. Oh, good. I took my business partner with me, with me uh, the other half of Dice Coalition Games, and uh, we also took two friends with us to help us and, and everything. Uh, so this was also very something very very nice, like to go as a company and being able to like put some people there to help you out and have people like having fun because like okay, of course they're kind of doing you a favor, but at the same time. Uh, you are helping them like paying stuff like travel or uh, um, hotel and stuff like this. It, it feels really nice to to do this as a, as a company as well. So yeah, so answering your question, yeah, I had some time to go around. Uh, of course, I also spend a lot of time talking to like distributors and uh, manufacturers and other game designers. We had this uh, amazing group of UK game designers. I'm not a I'm not from from UK, but they accept me to their group, so I'm really uh, happy with that. And awesome. We had a, a get together during the um, during the, the evenings, for example. So we went like uh, have a beer and talk about. I had I think two of them were having uh, kickstarters during the, the UKG, and both of them were successful. Uh, although one of them decided to cancel, even if it was very close to the to the mark, because he had some like. Uh, decisions to make and so he decided to cancel the the whole thing but in general it's pretty nice the this uh, convention is really good i don't know have you been to ukg before or um it's i there's like probably three conventions that i absolutely want to go to like 100 i'm committed to going sometime and that's one of them yeah but, but it, it definitely should because i mean it's it's very good one of the one of the things they they say that is the big difference between, uh, for example, UKG and Essen is that you have more uh, new game launches during Essen. Yeah. Which is fine, of course, because this also makes, in my opinion, Essen more like uh, a sales convention. People go there like to more buy the games than actually play the games. And I feel that the UKG... Of course, you can also buy a ton of games there if you're there and have like new games uh, coming out, of course. But uh, the feeling I have is that most people are there for the experience of like, okay, I want to play this new game. I want to know this new thing and this kind of stuff. So it's it's really intense and really good. Yeah. 
That makes sense. You always see people come back with their hauls. Uh, and I've only done local conventions, and there's not that many exhibitors there. So it's like I come home empty-handed, but I'm totally fine with it because I was playing games the whole time. You yes. know, like that was my whole thing is like I spend like 30 minutes maybe in the exhibitor hall, and then the rest of it's at the game library and game tables. Yeah, so. it's really cool. Of course, it's not as big as Essen, but it's still, it's amazing. I, I think it's a, a great experience as a, both as a visitor and now as a, a game designer slash company manager. This inspires me to do another topic sometime of getting people who have done booths at conventions uh-huh. and talking about like, oh, what, what have you found is successful? What doesn't work? Because I've worked at booths too, uh-huh. um, but not for games, like just for my own company. And like you were talking about where if there are people at your table playing, laughing, having fun, it draws a crowd in. And that happened like, you know, I'm just selling lawn treatments and so people like if i can even just get somebody to just chat with me casually i will so that all of a sudden people are like well somebody's interested let me come in and then like start chatting and like all of a sudden you have a group and then you know eventually that dissipates and it's like oh now i just like i just need to like pull one more person in and then like i can build off that again yeah Um, there, there is this uh tension moment where you cross eyes with someone coming by your roof <laughs> like <laughs> is this person gonna ask something or does it does it we want to i don't know will, will it want to play or i don't know what is, what is going on and then, then there is this moment where you're like excitating to go like and say do you want to try it or do you want to know about this game or something and then people are just like they look and they if they see you looking at them. They just look away because I don't know. They they don't want to be like a, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's really yeah. Just, yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, you have the same thing when you're like uh, walking in a like a long hallway or something, and then somebody's on the other side of the yeah. hallway walking towards you, and it's it's an isolated hallway type thing. Like it's just the two of you, and you kind of like make eye contact, but you're too far away to wave or too like. Do you say, when do you say hello? When do you try and draw someone in? Do you just ignore them the whole time? Uh, That's funny. (laughs) It's the same type of thing at a convention. (laughs) Yeah. Also with with the Hyper Wars, there is something very amusing that happens because, I mean, Hyper Wars is a real-time game, right? So not everyone likes real-time games. So this is normally the first thing I say, and then I just search on the, the, the people face to see if, okay, Am I doing the right thing here or should I let this poor soul go away because they don't want to play the, the game for sure? And uh, something something quite, uh, I mean, for me, it was amusing. For just some people, I, I tell this, they feel like, wow, what a rude, rude person. But for me, it was very fun because uh, I was explaining the game to this guy. He came to the booth by himself and I was like, okay, this is Hyper Wars. Uh, it's a real-time game. And then he kind of made a face. I was like, okay, he doesn't like uh, real-time games. I'm fine. So every time I started like stopping talking about the, 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 the game to give him some space to like go away, he would just stay. So I just kept telling him about the game because the guy wouldn't go away. I was like, okay, maybe he doesn't want to go. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe he likes uh, real-time games. I don't know. And then I explained it all to him. And then at the end, he just turned to me and said, sounds terrible. <laughs> Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and then he went away like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awful. You, yeah. Like, what do you even yeah, say I mean, to that, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's, uh, I'm you fine with like, people not liking my game. It's okay. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, th- that's kind of a compliment. Like, okay, somebody cared enough to, like, listen and be like huh yeah not for me but i mean that's kind of that's a little much like just be like oh it's not my i'm I'm not into that that's okay good luck i I get it i get it yeah so that that's that now that you said uh, good luck made me remember (laughs) something quite uh, the opposite because i also went with with my company to a uh, convention in finland uh it's called uh, tracon and I was super surprised uh, about how polite people were there. I was like, they were like, uh, 
Nice. Okay, so real time is not really my thing, but look, very good luck in your uh, Kickstarter campaign. I hope it really funds super fast or something. <laughs> Everyone was so sympathetic about this. Like, uh, I was like, oh my god, these people they don't like my game, but I feel like they like me or something. Yeah. <laughs> so polite. Uh, that's really cool. Fun. And that's how it should be, right? Like, uh, even if you know if i like you that's great you know i like that's what's more important to me um and i may not like the game i may not, may not back it i'm definitely backing hyper wars uh but <laughs> you know like i wouldn't not i wouldn't wish you uh like or tell you like this is a terrible game i might get yeah, feedback. Yeah. like feedback is great actually play the game and tell me what you think of it then you know, i don't know that's just yeah, no argument. Argument. Yeah. I think that's why uh, good feedback is so valuable because normally feedback comes more in this uh, kind of uh, terms. Like, uh, no, it, I don't like it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how, do, how does that help me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the, you know, you were paying attention while explaining and trying to give those opportunities. Like, if you're not interested, you can go, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is very polite. Uh, but then, yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting thing. But that's another thing about feedback, right? Is like you need to look for the nonverbal feedback of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if somebody likes it, maybe uh, there's those moments. And also about having a booth on a, on a convention. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, risking, risking uh, inviting myself to uh, uh, fourth time in your show. If you ever want to do a topic about this, I'm uh, totally. <laughs> You're invited. You. <laughs> I just need to find other people as well. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure that wouldn't be too hard. Yeah, that would be fun. I think it would be great to get three, like maybe three people total or four people. Yeah, yeah. Just talk good. about it. Yeah. Did you have more experiences with it? Uh, I'm so, yeah, sure. It was, I'm sure there's yeah, tons. It was pretty much uh, that. So it was really cool. Uh, great convention, as I said. I, I really recommend anyone that likes the board game and, and likes going to conventions of course going to UKG it's an awesome experience also nice. of course English breakfast so this is the I mean if you're going there why not right so that's the highlight right <laughs> that, that's always the highlight English full English breakfast is the like best food in the world I guess so, so. <laughs> I always get so jealous when my friends from the UK post pictures of like food just any food, really. They have so many good, like, yeah. pastries and and just everything. Like, everything looks amazing. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go to McDonald's, you know? Like, that's what I've got. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could make things if I wanted. But, I, I you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just eat my French toast sticks. <laughs> English food is very good. I really appreciate it, though. So Yeah. Are you going next year? Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we already uh, talking about it. We didn't go to Essen this year. Uh, we also want to go to Essen next year because okay. Essen is also uh, more expensive as a as an exhibitor as well than UKG. Uh, of course, it's a much bigger uh, convention as well. So yeah. we wanted to have some stuff to sell at least to I don't know help with the, the costs. So, yeah, that makes sense. You've got to kind of offset. That. I mean, this is going to UK uh, Games Expo with the booth is like an investment, right? You're trying to yeah, get that's for sure. Yeah get some interest in it uh so that makes a lot of sense to me you've got to uh, balance that so next year you'll hopefully have hyper wars in hand and then you'll be demoing your your economic game and maybe and yeah. then you'll have a different rough proto, uh, prototype there and demoing uh hyper wars and people will be leaving it and it'll be flying off your shelves and you'll be like oh made plenty I love the way you're thinking because that's exactly my plan for next year. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I'm, we're not, well, whatever. I'll just say uh, the first convention that I did, we probably were down like $300. You know, like we didn't make enough money to pay for the booth. Uh, and I talked to, you know, everybody afterwards is like, oh, how was your show? How did, how'd it go? Um, all the, the neighbors we had make, made friends with, yeah. you know, like, because you're your neighbors with these people for three days, yes, like yes. you make friends. <laughs> um, and we told them like, ah, oh, we didn't make enough to break even. We're like three hundred short, and they're like, oh, that's really good for your first show. Like my first show, I like barely made any. Like I, I didn't really make much. Like that's yeah. th that's not bad at all. And then the next time we broke even, and they were like, whoa, like 
breaking even on your second show so it's it's an interesting thing because there's like there's definitely an art to it like you were you know we've sort of talked about there's an art to bringing people in and weeding out people who don't who aren't actually interested but they're just like there to chat which is fun but yeah also like need to pay for your booth and hopefully make money Exactly, and also of course balancing how much you spend and how much you you, you get back. Exactly, like doing those things you're talking about now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's a hard thing to do. It, it takes uh, practice, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's people that was one of the interesting there at that convention was they were like, "This is my job. I like I travel and I go to multiple shows a month, and I just this is it. This I just am a convention lifer. You know, like." Yeah. And, which is fascinating, and they make good money doing it. But yeah, exactly, you know that I, I would love to do this. I mean, uh, after the the show, my my business par- partner he was saying like, "Oh man, I I can't stand let can't stand like having this. I don't know every month or so or every two months. It's, it's yeah. very heavy." And I was like, "No way! I wanted to do this every two weeks. For me, it's like." Perfect. I would love to do something like this. Working with conventions and like having people and teaching them to play the game. Like I yeah, I would spend my whole year doing this for sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool to hear. <laughs> hey, come to Utah, come to Salt Con- No, it probably wouldn't be worth it. But come to Utah anytime you want. We'll <laughs> hang out. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not I'm not gonna disclose disclose something uh, too deep now, but uh, Dice Collision has some plans for the US to be honest. So let's see. Oh good. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. Well, that's exciting. I'm hoping to get out to like some other convention. So I will definitely keep my uh, eyes peeled for that news. The the thing about the US is that there are so many conventions there, but so many that it's probably worth it if you do like, okay, I'm going to take 30 days vacation from my job and I'm going to spend like 25 days just crossing the US and going to every convention I find in my way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or something like this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think that's how we want to do this when when we do it. Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah Definitely let cool. me know. Yeah. I'll, you, you'll be the first one I'll, t- I'll talk about this. That That's for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's talk about Hyper Wars. You have made a lot of changes uh, over the last year. So let's dive in i guess first yeah what it is first i guess oh yeah for people that never uh, heard about it before here or any, anywhere else uh so hyper wars as i was saying is a real-time game um it, it has a cyberpunk setting a cyberpunk theme and players they play like um cyberpunk corporations you can think of this like a blade runner or altered carbon type of corporations and the players they're trying to fulfill the demands and needs of districts in the city. Every district is a different board on the table and every player can get to this board with their agents so they are like uh, small meeples and you can go with with your agents there Uh, and if you have more agents than anyone else after the timer because yes there is a timer the game takes five minutes on a timer to play Uh, then after that if you are the person with more agents than anyone else in that specific uh, district, you get the chance to try and fulfill the needs with the resources you have deployed there in that district uh, to fulfill the demands of that district exactly. So let's say one district might uh, request from you three green boxes, three red boxes and three blue boxes, for example. So if you have exactly that and you are the person with most agents there, you're going to get the highest amount of points from that uh, district. And anyone else uh, that doesn't have as many agents as you do can also try to fulfill after you for a little bit less points. So it's basically an area control game. You're trying to control to get control of an area while you do this. But the game has a huge catch because the main mechanic mechanism of the game is um, all you do uh, like playing your agents or playing your um, uh, resources to fulfill the demands, you do by playing your action cards. And every time you play an action card, you pass this card to the next player on your right. So there is a flow of cards going around the table throughout the whole five minutes in the game. So you're pushing cards from one side and you're taking cards from the other side. There is a central deck that allows you to 
put more cards into that mix. And at the end of the five minutes, you're gonna, after the scoring part, you're gonna lose points based on how many cards you still have in your hands. So basically, there is a rush for you to get rid of as many cards as you can, but at the same time, you cannot rush too much because you still need to think about your strategy there, where you wanna send your agents or your resources and so on. So you don't lose points uh, from the districts as well, of course. So, uh, I mean, that's a very highlight, uh, high-level overview of the game. Yeah. Uh, it's a very intense, very fast-paced. People, like, uh, normally play one or two times and they are, like, super tired, like, uh, <laughs> doing, like, deep breaths and, and everything. Uh, and that's why, of course, the game has five difficulty levels. So I normally present the game in, like, the very basic uh, level so people can take that in and understand how the game works and get used to how the game works. And then eventually they're going to go up. And as you go up, there, there's going to be more components and more strategies, but the timer will remain five minutes. So it's just more action to do in the same amount of time. So it gets insane. At level five is like, I'm totally crazy. I mean, I invented the game and sometimes I can't stand like playing more than two or three times in a row because it's very intense. <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, that's always good to hear, though. I like hearing that, like, you know, it's still strenuous on the designer. Uh, like, it's not boring. It hasn't, it's not stale. So. Yeah, no, not at all. The, the, if there is one thing uh, Hyper Wars is not, is stale because everything <laughs> changes, like, every time. It's like, yes. Yeah. You know, the artwork, ugh, the artwork last year, beautiful. It, ah. it looks amazing. Uh, the I think the original had meeples, right? Just little wood yes, meeples, like very carcassonne type meeples made of plastic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So with that in mind, I guess what kind of upgrades have you gone through? What what have you done since last year? Nice. So uh, I collected a lot of feedback uh, during the campaign as well uh, about how the game looked and how attractive it was. Uh, so. The game haven't, hasn't changed it uh, uh, rules-wise, so it's still the same game. Uh, there is one I consider a major thing, though, that, that we did is that after the campaign last year, we played a lot of times, we made a lot of tests with two players. And we didn't have to adjust anything on the rules itself. And the game works super good with two players. I just haven't tested enough to say, okay, this is a two-player game uh, as well. So the game went from three to five to two to five uh, players, which is nice. It's much easier to find one other person to play with you instead of two or three. Yeah. Uh, and also we added, this of course is a, a, a rules change, we added a uh, solo version to the game as well. It plays differently. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead straight and say, I don't think it's like the same game, it has a different feeling. For example, it's not a five minutes game anymore. It takes a lot longer than that. It's more like a puzzle game in a, in a sense, uh, but it's still very fun. It is a different game for sure, but it's not, uh, but it's not, it's good. It's a very good game, uh, very fun to play. And then of course we did a lot of changes in the visuals of the game as well. We revamped basically every component because we have revamped all the meeples, so they're not meeples anymore. So the agents, before, as I was saying, they were like this Carcassonne-like meeples, just made out of plastic. And now they are something I call peoples. Uh, they have like round, big heads and small bodies. Uh, they are super cute, super, super cute. <laughs> they really are. Better, yeah. <laughs> and much better to play them, to play with them because you can hold the agents uh, by the head. Before it was harder to to get get hold of your agents and move them around the, the boards, and now it's much easier. Uh, we changed the the resources. Previously, the resources they were like plain cubes, so just like regular plastic uh, normal cubes of different colors. And with this one, we went like way way crazy because we decided to do a three uh, D model of a crate uh, sort of a box because i mean that's more or less what it is in the in the lore of the game it's about corporations putting their agents to move their products around and deliver 
to the to the markets, to the the districts in the city. So basically, you would move your stuff around on in crates, I guess. So uh, that's why we decided to go with crates, and we we had a friend designing uh, the model for a very nice futuristic kind of cyberpunk crate. And for all the um, review copies, we printed them at home. We have this um, resin printer, 3D printer, uh, and we printed all the all the models, all the, the cubes, uh, to a much better look and feel uh, wow. of the game. So this is one of the highlights of the game now. Also, by far, the most expensive component of the game, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, but it's totally worth it because it it changes the way you see and you feel the game. Um, when when you touch the boxes and you feel all the all the details and like super nice, it gives you gives you a very um, distinct uh, feeling about the game. It's super cool. And finally, we haven't changed at all the artwork. I still I'm completely in love with uh, Hyperwars artwork. I really love it. What we did though is that before. The districts, uh, as I said, you have to put your agents in the districts. And the way you know where to put them is that the district has some dividers. Some like uh, there, there are lines splitting the, the area of the board. So you know more or less where to put your uh, agents. Uh, and those were previously uh, white lines. You can see, but uh, the others can't. But you can see here. It's like if yeah. you see the, they are You can all definitely white. tell the differences. Yeah, exactly. So it's very like uh, it's just a white line, and I remade all these uh, dividers and I made them more uh, cyberpunk. So I made them like neon. So now you can definitely see the difference. It's like like the kind of glow even like it's. Oh super- yeah, yeah. It looks like neon lights, like neon light bars coming out and making the shape. Now it looks like before it just looked like a break in it. You know, like. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it didn't look bad by any means, but that makes it feel thematic. Those, that makes those yes. dividers feel like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool looking. It looks like a pattern, a logo, or something even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some some people, if you some people will look at this and say, this looks like um, how do you call this uh, hairline when you have this the scope in your uh, in your gun, for example, if you're trying to like a. Uh, take a shot at someone or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Uh, it, yeah, I think it's much, much better now. It gives a completely different feel to the to the game, and the same goes for the the other cards because, of course, before all the the resources they were shown as a cube as well in the cards, and now it's going to be a different uh, icon that represents the the model box that we have. So um, I'm pretty confident the game is much more engaging now. It's uh, really cool. And taking, taking it to conventions this year kind of showed me that. Showed me like uh, on the spot that the people were coming, like approaching the table just to see the components of the game. So this was really, really amazing. That is awesome. That yeah, that's what I like to hear, and it it's so surprising to me the because before I thought it looked beautiful, right? That artwork is yeah, amazing yeah. yeah your box cover gorgeous like it, it looks cyberpunk it is exactly what i want in a cyberpunk game uh, <laughs> and so um yeah it just i know that before it probably would have funded maybe just you know certain things been met uh conditions like of you know just advertising it more or yeah, getting yeah, out yeah. into those things but now i think even more so than before, it's going to draw people in who either haven't heard of it at all. Like just seeing some of those, just seeing that the people, right? Like <laughs> yeah, the people, yes. Seeing uh, that the artwork even more, like the I just I think it's going to the oh the boxes, the boxes, you know, yeah, like, the crates, all of yeah, that's yeah. going to make it stick out and shine. Uh, I'm really really excited and excited. Because I, the more uh, the more people who back it means the more likely I am to get my copy. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. so do yeah. it, people! Come on, back yeah. it. Back it. Yes. Do you have some surprises in mind for the campaign, like that haven't been announced? And you don't have to announce them here, but no, sure, sure. I mean, uh, we we have some uh, we have worked some uh, a bit more on the stretch goals this time because uh, mm-hmm. we we were thinking like okay what can really change or what can really improve 
the experience of playing Hyperwars. So uh, it's not about adding more stuff. So we don't really, we're not really doing it, uh, mm-hmm. like adding, I don't know, uh, expansions or uh, different things that change the game. It's more like, okay, how can we make the experience better? So we're going to have some nice uh, stretch goals uh, that will aim exactly for that. The one that we are sharing with last year's is the mobile web. So we're going to have a stretch goal that is a mobile app. So as I said, the game has this timer. uh, But of course, you can use your regular timer on your cell phone as well. No no worries. But we definitely think we can improve the the experience of playing the game if you have like sound and if you have sort of warnings telling you that it's only one minute left or only 30 seconds or something like this. Um, so we are already playing with that uh, idea and developing the, the thing. It's a very simple uh, application, that's for sure. And since both me and Tulio, my business par- partner, we are programmers, we're probably doing it ourselves. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be really cool. This uh, this stretch goal is one of my my favorite. But uh, stay tuned because there's more. There is a lot more. Awesome. By the time people are hearing this, the the campaign will be live. So you can go and look it up or there's a link in the episode description. So go check nice. it out. Exactly. So uh, so it's live now, people. Go there and back it because uh, Hyper Wars is, a, is an awesome game. So it's not a uh, one of those uh, complex and long games. It's the opposite of this. It's a simple, simple to learn but very hard to master. Uh, game and it doesn't take long to play so even my group what we do nowadays is that we love to use Hyper Wars as a sort of a feeder game so you are waiting for your game night to start or you're just between two games waiting for the second group to finish another game or something it takes like five minutes to set up five minutes to play five minutes to score that's that so uh, if you if you like this kind of like adrenaline rush and if you don't believe you can get this from a board game. Think again, because you can definitely get it from uh, Hyperwars. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's one of the things I'm also really excited about is that there are no. I'm hopefully I don't get in trouble here with anybody, but there's games that are short. There's games that are fast. There's dexterity games, and they're exciting for their own way, uh, in their own way. But to me, this one actually looks like a fast paced interesting game that has a really cool table presence like there is i think there's so much going for this and uh yeah it it's probably going to be like the start of the night or the end of the night like oh you know we finished earlier let's 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 play a game of this uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah which yeah. is i definitely think this will make it out plenty um but but it's not any less of a game than any other bigger game. Like it's, it seems like an actual full experience contained yeah, in yeah, five, yeah. you know, in the 15 minute window yeah. that you'll be playing it or have it out. Yeah. I, so. I really like to, to think the same exactly. Cause I mean, even the, even all this rush, all this, uh, um, fast pace in the, in the game, this was all factored in from the beginning. This was a design, design decision from, from the get go. I wanted to make a game that was in some level a bit stressful, that would put you in this urgency mode that you need to fix something or you need to like, and you don't have actually time to look too much to the other players because you're losing time as you do it. So uh, all this is factored in as the, the the design decisions in the game. So it's really an experience. And I, I, I built it like this. I built it to be a sort of a fast-paced, rushed um, decision-making on-spot uh, experience. Yeah, that's wonderful. I th- I'm so excited. Ah, just so excited. <laughs> Hopefully too, by the too. time this yeah, airs, it will already have been, like, it'll be funded, right? Like, we're we're about 24 hours into the campaign at this point. Maybe, you know, give or maybe. take. Maybe, uh, yeah, and uh, so, like, hopefully it's funded. Hopefully you're listening to this and you're just going to go and support and help reach stretch goals and, and yeah. Definitely check it out. We kind of talked about like what you've been into outside of board games already. So unless there's anything more you wanted to share. Mm. No, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, mostly everything uh, we have to say, I think. Cats, bread. That's it, right? Yeah, well, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, and then we uh, let's do ridiculous theme. Oh, nice. Uh, do you have one? So oh, in uh, in case anyone hasn't heard this before, Ridiculous Theme is a segment where we talk about, uh, or we co each come up with a board game idea that has a ridiculous theme. Something, you know, like it could be like potty training an infant. It could be uh, cleaning up cat litter or, or like a <laughs> <laughs> researching and, and uh, evaluating how much cat litter you need and changing it right, you know, all that stuff. That's all ridiculous themes. Uh, doesn't mean it's a bad game or a bad idea. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see. I can I can think of something that is um, quite present quite present in most of places, uh, most cities at least I guess uh, that are close to the sea, uh, and it happens a lot here in, in Stockholm. And I uh, maybe this could be a, a good way to start a ridiculous theme. So there is those. Um, uh, oh my god, I forgot the, the, the name of the bird in, in, in English. The um, the white ones that uh, go over like the beach and like... Oh, seagulls. Seagulls, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to say. The seagulls. So, there's a lot of those seagulls and of course also ravens here in Stockholm. And you need to take care of your food when you are outside. Especially during summer, they are always... Uh, trying to get to you, trying to find a spot where the food is unprotected or something. So maybe that's an interesting uh, cooperative uh, ridiculous theme for a game. Like you need to protect your food or your table or <laughs> your picnic, uh, something like this, from the seagulls and maybe the ravens as well. I don't know. Maybe you can, uh, I don't know, try to make them fight each other because they do that, right? So when they, they compete for the food, so... Maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe it could work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I like that. I almost also imagine like you could have like a picnic one of like picnic at the beach, right? You could do scenarios. So it's like protect it from the birds here. And then you go to the woods and it's like, now you have to do it from bears and from <laughs> ants, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yes, yes. Like protecting your food from like general animals, like trying to get your food from you. Yeah, it could just be like, have a nice picnic, but don't get interrupted by those darn animals trying to steal your food. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I can see. Um, have you played uh, Clank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Clank. Oh, yeah. I love the I love the, the sound, the not sound, the noise mechanism they, they have that you yeah. put your cubes inside the, the bag and something like this. So I, I can see a game like that. Where every time, like you move food around the, the table, you kind of you 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 spill something or you you drop like uh, small parts of it, and you just add this to a to a bag. And oh if you gosh. drop too much sugar, I don't know, then the ants come and then they they want to get your food or something. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, like it could be you know you're drawing out, and then it, you might even put it out on the board, like. Uh, where now you've drawn an ant's attention. So you put the ant cube on there and then every turn yeah. it's going to start moving closer and closer to the crumb that's left behind or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. like, there's a lot to explore with that. That's a really good like idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe you can have this like Tetris-like uh, game where you take like pieces and you need to like uh, put all on the table, like arrange your table. But depending on the size of the piece, it drops more... Uh, um, uh, sugar or spill some more juice and then gonna add to this uh, bag yeah. so yeah that would be cool that would be cool well <laughs> this is this is like the OCD part of me where uh, I most of the time I don't love food at my table but it's almost like a <laughs> encouraged here right <laughs> spill your wine on this on this game you know <laughs> eat cookies and have crumbs on it <laughs> It just adds to the flavor of it. <laughs> so, oh, actually, maybe this could be the edible game we were talking about at the at the beginning. Maybe you actually make the food you're putting on the table and like, uh, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe the crumbles are like uh, if you have too much crumble or it goes to a certain area of the board, then I don't know. You have the ants coming or the the seagulls coming or something. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's. That is so great. Um, <laughs> to take it even further, if you made it picnic style of like 
what if the game board is a picnic blanket type thing wow. that it's has amazing. like <laughs> like let's just go over the top here and it's like wow. you know sitting in certain areas and crumbs are gonna fall and and <laughs> that's so amazing wow have you played the uh, i haven't no so with the the, the board in dreadfleet is a huge board but it's not really a board it's a, a big piece of cloth so it's basically a tablecloth that you put on top of your table and you play. And it, it's just the sea in the case of Dreadfit because you have like uh, ships and stuff that you can maneuver in the sea and stuff like that. It's basically a, a sea battle uh, type of game. Mm-hmm. But that definitely works. Having like a cloth as a... As a, as a map. Board, as a yeah. map, exactly. So it could be an actual uh, picnic cloth, uh, tablecloth or something. And then you have areas, wow, this is amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be a there we go. That is such a good ridiculous theme. <laughs> wow, I love it. It's really cool. I don't even like, you know, I built a little bit on yours. I don't I don't know if I have an, anything else that could come close to that. So <laughs> yeah. from from the same developers of uh, cat litter, human litter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. We've done it. <laughs> Coming to yeah. Kickstarter or uh, crowdfunding. <laughs> that would have to be. Like there is no way you could produce that game without going through crowdfunding like getting blankets made for every box that would be a pricey game that's a yeah that's for sure that's for sure yeah oh my goodness (laughs) well perfect uh on that note why don't you go and plug your stuff you can find us um on most of the social media so if you look on twitter or instagram or facebook or even tiktok by uh, Dice Coalition Games. So Dice Coalition Games. You're definitely going to find us. Uh, also, you can find us on our YouTube channel. It's not very active these days, but we have some re- really interesting um, Hyperwars um, videos there. Or if you want to know more about Hyperwars, you can go straight to playhyperwars.com. And there you're going to find a lot of fun about this uh, Very short, but very intense game. Thank you so much for listening. By now, the campaign should be live. There will be a link in the episode description, so you can just click on that and it'll take you right to the campaign. And go check it out. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review, rate it, share it with your friends, family, share it on social media, etc. You can follow me on Twitter at RyleDNerd. And that is it. Until next time, keep nerding out. I went to Essen in, when was it, 2017, I think, and or maybe 16, yeah, yeah it was 16. And then uh, I was going through the, the halls, and I saw um, the guy that designed um, Couture Wars from Peterson Game, Sandy Peterson. So uh, this guy is uh, one of my favorite like I, I, I'm not gonna even say game designers because I was going to say authors because he's also the author of uh, Call of Cthulhu, the RPG, the tabletop RPG. And I saw him there teaching other people how to play Cthulhu Wars, and I was super happy to see him because I I have a a great memory uh, of playing. Uh, Call of Cthulhu with my friends when we were like uh, younger and stuff and I, I'm pretty sure that the designer he probably doesn't know how much he influenced so many people's uh, lives and mine was one of them that's for sure because how in order to learn how to play uh, Call of Cthulhu I had to uh, learn English because there was no translations to Portuguese uh, at the time in Brazil. So I had to learn how to to read, to play the game. And I was super motivated to do that. Um, So his work not only motivated me to learn English, and by learning English, I basically changed my life. It gave me a lot of opportunities I I had like for work and friendship and so on. Uh, But also his work allowed me to keep my friends together to have a group that would come back 
again and again to play every week. So it was an amazing moment to see him there. And of course, I approached him and I was like, oh, Mr. Peterson, can I take a picture with you and so on? And he was super nice. He just like uh, excused himself from the, the, the table that he was uh, um, uh, teaching the game for. And we, he posed for a picture and was very, very nice. He was a super cute guy. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Really, really fun. Fun. fun.